Hello and welcome to another episode of Crossing the Line, Tales from the Entertainment Industry. I'm Charlie Cullicutt. And I'm Oliver Rednall. In this episode, we speak with Oscar-winning filmmakers Rachel Shenton and Chris Overton. We discuss how they developed their Academy Award-winning short film, The Silent Child, how the script inspired Chris to begin his career as a director, and how both of their careers have evolved from acting to developing their own projects. As always, please make sure to like, subscribe, share and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you. Rachel, thanks for coming on today, and Chris. Um, Rachel, you started off working in um, as a recurring character in, in television shows. How was it always a plan to go off and do your own thing and and write and produce your own projects? Um, the short answer would be no, not at all. Um, yeah, I started in television when I was uh, really quite young, sort of jobbing at you know seventeen and um, and 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 working up as you kind of do, and then. And then I got a job in America. I was living in the States in a show um, called Twitched at Birth on ABC Family. And <clears throat> I just remember uh, really struggling to get work after that. Like, really, really find it hard to get seen. And I did the show in America. I remember thinking, oh, well, this is, you know, this is bound to have sort of changed people's opinions. It's about, you know, maybe I'll be able to get in the room. And I just couldn't. Um, and it was the same kind of story. Um, and so writing the short film really was was from a place of, well, I have to take control back, really. Um, I'll, I'll write something I felt very passionately about and also give you know give myself a job and keep myself busy. Mm. That's how it was born, really. Because mm. we often hear people were saying this just before we started, is um, people go, well, as an actor, you should make your own you should make your own things. But that in itself is a huge task. And I don't think people realise that, you know, when you're doing something of great quality and the team you need to pull together is, is a monumental task in itself. Did you find that when, when um, working on the projects that you've worked on? Uh, oh, my God. If I'd, have known, if I'd have known what was involved, I'd never have done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. I had, I, I had no idea um, what was involved in making, in making anything. Um, and I'm really thankful for that. Because I think it was the naivety mm-hmm. that really drove the project. To be honest, I didn't have a clue what could go wrong. I had, no, you know, I mean, w- you know, going on the festival circuit, put, winning awards, doing like I didn't know it's possible. You know, I, I kind of thought, well, I'll make something and I could like put it in my show reel, mm. or like, if, if we made something, <laughs> you know, if we made something really good, then I would want it to go in primary schools because it was about you know access to education, deaf awareness. So like, they were that was where I was aiming. You know, I didn't really think that the rest was possible mm. and it was a blessing mm. yeah and from working on that project the silent child from from its your first idea of it until it when it when, when you won the oscar for it how long was that um i think i started writing would be either the end of 2016 to the beginning of 2017 is it, that it was, right it was i read the first draft of the script in may 2016 um, way off. so, so um, it was it was actually <laughs> sorry that was very less bad than two years i think from the that's still quite a quick turnaround. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's less than less than two years from the first draft to the to the award. But you maybe that was when I read it. Maybe when you started writing, it was around. It was probably a week March. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you mm. do you feel more pressure now, having won such a prestigious award, um, to produce? Yes. You, you do. You feel like it's it's been almost it's pushed more of an expectation onto you because before you were just free to do as you please, but now you're almost holding yourself up against that. I didn't even say I was free to do as I please. I feel like I'd say people would sort of 
you're even underestimated a bit to a certain degree. You've never written anything before, so no one's got any expectations, mm. right? They're almost like, oh, yeah, you're right. You crack on and have a go at that. You know, that was the kind of general consensus. And I understand that because I haven't done anything. Um, and then, yeah, you go along to have, you know, mainstream success with something. And, of course, comes the comes the expectations, which can be absolutely crippling at times and really have been, I've found them to be very paralyzing um, at times. And thankfully, I'm through the other side of it now and back to the just just writing what I want to write and creating what I want to create but for a certain period for sure that that's yeah it's it skews everything doesn't it Mm -hmm. and when you um when you finished it and you were putting it in festivals and whatnot at what point did uh the academy awards kind of come into that did you campaign at all or did you just send it to them what happened yeah I think we're the the main aim of the film was to kind of just get it to the largest audience we possibly could. So we looked at like the biggest film festivals in the world. Um, and most of those were, uh, you know, like the Oscar qualifying ones. So it really was quite a long process. It felt like in, in quite a condensed, we did it in looking back now, quite a condensed amount of time. Mm. So we got into our, our premiere was at Rhode Island, which is one of, I think, I don't know, a hundred, festivals that are oscar qualifying and that was just like a huge celebration i think if if it we would have premiered there and done nothing else i think that would have been enough you know um because we we i think we screened on opening night to like 2200 people you know it was an incredible experience and, and you get told don't you for each festival is like this year we've had 5,000 applicants and they only select 250 yeah. or something so you feel like you've won anyway well i think they had that year in particular, they had about 6,000 applicants, so they said. Uh, so, yeah, we really did feel like we won. And then we we all, like, clubbed together and and we took Maisie, the little girl, and uh, Dad out there. So, yeah, we really had an amazing experience. And then we went on our festival run and, you know, loads of rejections along the way from other festivals. So, oh, yeah, our, reje- our rejection yeah. list is far bigger than our acceptance mm. list. So yeah. I think that's so normal, you know, but it really was. And um, so... Um, I think it, it, it took a while to get going and then out of the blue in like December, I think it was December 2017, which was only six months after we uh, premiered because, you know, we were we uh, won at Rhode Island, which means we were able to apply for the Oscars. So that's how that happened. We won the main grand jury prize at Rhode Island. So then we applied, send our, sent our DVD or Blu-ray off to the Academy, which was crazy in itself. Never thought any more of it. And then they whittle it down to 10 films. And then our producer, Rebecca, just emailed us and said, guys, the Academy emails now. And then we were just like, oh, my God. And then we were down to the last 10 films. And 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 then they released that to the public. So our inbox just was went crazy. It really was insane um, and quite overwhelming, really. We had distributors, agents, you know, uh, PR everyone just kind of trying to get hold of us so it felt really strange and then there's like a month isn't there up and towards <clears throat> the live nominations yeah yeah and the the, the, ten, the the 10 thing when you're on the list of 10 we read we're reading the email on this list of 10 and then and then we read that it was going to be released a variety magazine 
and we were absolutely buzzing because it was like at least people would know that we're not making it up yeah. because it, <laughs> it sounds so far-fetched to be like you know a little short film we yeah. made in stoke well it's it's on the long list for an oscar and no one ever talked about the long list as well so like but even the, that is an incredible yeah. achievement. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it really is. And there's, I think our year, there was 165 long-listed films. I think last year there was even more. Uh, but that yeah, there's a huge, huge achievement, which you're That's not... That's the long list, and then there's yeah, the turn, and then there's the But you're the not supposed to. The rules of the Academy, I think, I don't know if they've changed, you're not allowed to kind of celebrate that long-list thing. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, you don't hear much about that, do you? I've, I've never heard of that. No, so, yeah. but it's achievement you know it really is um and then i think the shortlist now is like 15 uh this year they've changed the rules a little bit so yeah we then then we were like like 10 10 become five and then you know they make you record yourselves which is the weirdest thing and we really didn't want to do it but we are glad we did so you record yourselves <laughs> god knows they want your reactions but to can you imagine if we didn't that that video never would have seen the light of day. <laughs> Very like it's so weird because like you said yeah you're like what it's just a yeah. weird thing well actually we put it on early and forgot all about it so by the mm. time that yeah, and then, yeah and then and then yeah we were uh watched it with the rest of the world and we we got nominated and i think we were just so overwhelmed as you as you would but mainly for us because that little girl Maisie, who was i think six years six years old when she found out she could go to the oscars we just couldn't believe it and we I, we honestly didn't care what happened after that mm. And we obviously just, yeah, went on a, an even more mental ride after that. Mm. But that was um, that was insane, yeah. And the night itself, obviously, you came out as the winners. How that must have been a moment of pure elation, surely. And also, we were saying that, and this is not to discredit anyone who's won an Oscar before. Obviously, I've not ever been anywhere close. But that some Oscars are won by campaigning, and there are a lot of politics involved. But yours is such a genuine win. Um, like you did no idea and you won it for the great film that you made it must feel even better because of that well thank you very much oh yeah thank you very much i don't yeah but you, I mean, but you know what i mean though it's like you know you hear stories of sort of people sending oh. gifts and all sorts of nonsense to, to, try, to try and win but with yours you know it was just from a, a project you put together and then it's just and it's just hit the hit the um the sky really unless we're wrong of course and you yeah. did bribe a lot of officials it's <laughs> like they bought them a house or something <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, no, well, we don't know another way of doing it, so we just did it our yeah, way. Yeah. It, it certainly felt, um, yeah, it certainly, it, it, we were so overwhelmed, really, but very out of body experience, isn't it, on the night? Because you, you know, you're sat there and, yeah, like, there's Meryl Streep and all these people that you've kind of grown up watching and stuff, mm. and you're in the mix, and, the, and your movie's being in, is, is in consideration. It's just this, it's the strangest thing, really. And the campaigning is important as well, mm. like, you know, but. But we apparently we were very very late getting PR. Um, we only got it after we were shortlisted, and people get it month, months and months before. Which so, is which is rec- apparently is recommended when you've got short short. If you're going to go on a festival circuit to get mm. a PR manager sort of really early on. But we got approached after getting on this list that that yeah. this is what we should do. I don't think had that happened, we'd have had a clue. No, no, like, we, we we really were very green, and uh, yeah, Catherine Lynn Scott of. Um, um london flair yeah london flair is just amazing and she really kind of guided us through and she hounded us she really did she was messaging like um facebook and any way she could get in touch with us and and she really was fantastic and and really helped us kind of get our film out there but she said i have to start today you know we've got a 
you know, were very behind. So you, that was interesting. We wouldn't have known that at all, would we? No, because you're to arrange these screenings and invite people to watch them and all that sort mm. of stuff that, you know, we wouldn't have known no, we, any we, of that. No, we really wouldn't have. Yeah, so that was interesting. And the film itself is 20 minutes long, approximately. And after I'd watched it, it felt like I'd watched a feature. Like, but it, and it wasn't crammed too that much with stuff. Like... No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> it was so wholesome. And like I'd watched it and thought I, it really had a great... A great story. It wasn't rushed, and it had been pushed or had too much pushed in it. It just it was nicely paced. And did you? Is that something you went out to try and do specifically, or is that how it sort of organically came together? Well, I think uh, the script was around twenty five pages when we kind of finally had the, the when you had the last draft. Yeah. Um, and then the first assembly uh, was like half an hour, and then for a long time it was twenty five minutes. And we had some good advice along the way to just really get it down under 20 minutes. So it's actually 19 minutes, mm. 54 with mm. credits. And I think that if it's over 20 minutes, you don't qualify for a lot of festivals. Right, okay. So we really, really worked hard to, to get that down. And um, I think that was the best choice we, we could have done really. We really like squeeze the juice. Mm. So that's my biggest advice to any of the filmmakers making a short, just squeeze the juice out of your film. And, you know, we could have saved a fortune, I think, by not <laughs> by the amount we put out, you know. But that's that, I think that's the right way to go about it for us anyway. We like that approach. Mm. And as a filmmaker, Chris, how how long is this something you've wanted to do your entire life? Um, I guess it it probably is actually. I mean, I got I started acting when I was about eight years old, and then um, I like told a lie to my mom when I was about thirteen, saying we had to have a video camera for school for media <laughs> studies. Um, and I, I just fell in love. I actually fell in love with editing. I remember there's like a specific moment. We did like a project at school and we did like a few uh, like scenes and put them together. And it was like, it was a software called Pinnacle 8. And I remember uh, my friend editing, I just could not believe, you know, you could do transitions and how you could change things around. And that just blew my mind. And from that moment, really, I've always had a camera in my hand and I used to, you know, get the, I'm from the Midlands, so um, in this specific area, Canuck, not that much went on. I used to cause a lot of trouble. So it, for me, making films was a way of staying out of trouble on the weekend. So I used to like gather the neighbourhood kids and we'd make a film and then they'd say, they've got to go home for tea. And I'm like, no, you have to stay. We haven't finished the shot. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I would screen it to them and then sell them DVDs afterwards. <laughs> Good man. So... You know, I learned distribution from a very young age. Yeah. <laughs> and you've just finished on a project just now. Um, are you able to talk a little bit about that at all? Yes, we can. It was uh, written by a guy called James Spillman, and we produced it alongside Rebecca Harris. And um, it's called Into Deep. So it's a story of grief with a real twist. So it's hard to talk about it in detail without really revealing too much. It's a bit of a weird one, actually. Um, you know, a real contrast to like the silent child. Mm. Um, it's a lot darker and um, yeah, it's hard to, to say, isn't it? Without giving too much away, mm. I think. Yeah. Is that what you look for? A contrast in what you've already just done? Um, I, th I think I'm still, if I'm being honest, I'm still finding my voice. Mm. I'm still finding what I like. Um, so I've done three short films now and uh, I think they're all quite, they're all quite different. I, I like to find stuff that, um, as a you know a social message if, if possible but yeah I think it's it's nice at this early stage to try different things and find what you like so yeah I, I guess my voice is is 
started to develop nicely i hope you mentioned earlier about um squeezing the juice to get it under that uh 20 minute line but also to get the best product you could would you have any other advice for people who are looking to go and make their own short films at first both of you rachel as well seeing as it was your first time i just feel so unqualified to give any kind of advice but if i was gonna if i was gonna give any i i would it would be to write about something that you really care about because i i know there are different types of writers and i meet some of them and i'm absolutely in awe of them they can just you know pick up something and write a story mm. about it i mean they're far better writers than i am but for me i have to be really invested in what uh, what i'm writing about because actually a short film is a bit of a labor of love and you're gonna have many rubbish days and if you don't care you know i think it would be yeah. only too easy to to give it all up really and so when it gets a bit rubbish and a bit expensive as well mm. um so it would be to pick something that you really care about. I completely agree. I think it's so hard and, you know, it does require time, energy, money. And for short films, there's only so many, you know, directions in which you can turn to for, for money. So that is always a sticking point. So you've got to be all in. So I think I like a good motto, which is if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, because we get asked to do certain things or as a director or a writer you might get asked to can you write this can you direct that and I think if you're not if it's not a hell yes it's a no if it's not really something that grabs you I think you have to say no because they some fall in the middle you know it's oh that's nice that's cool I think that that'd be that'd be interesting but if it doesn't literally sweep you off your feet I would say don't do it Mm. yeah how do you think the sort of challenges have changed for you both um, as your careers have progressed? I mean, I'm probably going to uh, possibly repeat a little bit of what I've already said, but I, for me, it's been um, it's been quieting, quietening the voices because when you, when obviously, you know, the Silent Child went on the journey that it did and we, and we won the award, it, you are sort of thrust into another category, which you are grossly underqualified and underprepared for because it was my first thing I'd ever written. So like it, it, it sort of came ten years, fifteen years too soon, um, and and I felt like I hadn't to, to a certain degree earned my stripes, mm-hmm. and I still kind of don't. Um, but yet you're in that category, and people are going, well, what about this, and what about this, and do you want to do this? Tell me what you want to do next. And and I, in all honesty, I just didn't know. Um, I was an actor. I was an actor first, and I still am. But so I didn't have a plan necessarily to move forward. And so I think it's it's changed in in the. Um, I've now been able to sort of remove myself from that, go, that was a thing that happened with that one particular project and it was great mm. and I'm really proud of it. But now I'm just going to focus on doing what I would have done anyway, yeah. regardless of that happening. I mean, it's kind of like, and I mean this with most respect, but forgetting it ever happened really. Yeah. And, it's and kind of like, on. it's kind of like getting the keys to a Ferrari as, after you've just passed your test. It's like, it's a weird yeah, thing. Or before you've passed your test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know that feeling, I don't know if you guys drive, but you just, when you have passed your test, you still don't know the roads very well. Yeah. You're still like a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I, I think that's great advice. It, 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 and, it's, and it's hard because, um, you know, people want to talk about it. And we're so proud of it as well. So and proud we always of it, will yeah. be. But I think we've had to do that. We've kind of have to, in a way, put it to bed and kind of, you know, um, just get back to reality, I guess, and, and mm. just try and move on and, and find, we, we're discovering our voices, I think, as filmmakers right now. We've got a long way to go where that's concerned. But the more work we do, the more we will find that, I think. Mm. 
And are you writing all the time? Because you said the new project is written by somebody else. And have they brought you that script? Or are there scripts that you're still developing yourselves that you want to film? Yeah, so that that was a short. I think for me personally, I always wanted to do three short films and then look at a feature. Um, so we were lucky enough to do another short film uh, written by Rachel in the summertime in between that one, uh, which is a beautiful little film called Leader. If you've not checked it out, have a little look. Um, and um, yeah, Rachel is currently writing. Uh, written. Written, yeah. <laughs> Finished. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, I have to be on my best behaviour because she could just choose another director. But hopefully, um, she picks me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I've written. I've written a feature um, now, um, and it's certainly put in a place where I'm, you know, as happy as I'll probably be with it. I mean, I think I, you know, I want to change it right till we get on the floor. Probably. Yeah, and it will. Keep, and it, yeah. yeah, and it'll keep changing. But yeah, I've got to put a point that I'm happy with, and that's been a, that's been a bit of an undertaking. And I'm just yeah. <laughs> relieved more than anything at this point that I've managed to do it from start to finish and it makes vague sense I mean that's like a, an achievement <laughs> and are you able to tell us anything about that at all or is that um, no strong? I'm really not unfortunately sure. um we have got we have got you know really lucky that we've got kind of a little part of money early on which is always a really good sign but it's um it's a true story and so the legalities around it are quite yeah. tight so mm can't say anything at the moment but we but for sure we will when we can mm. yeah it must yeah. be nice to develop your own projects so I, I once um william goldman said that giving up your script is like building a sandcastle and then someone coming over and just kicking it over when, when, yeah. when they make the film so it must be lovely to to work on the script all the way from the beginning and acting in it and then seeing it through to the end oh it's the it's the best feeling yeah it's it, it's crazy it really feel like a yeah, like you said, like it's kind of sense of ownership over yeah. it and like it's part, you know, it's a real part of you. But then I think as well, when it goes on to the, or for the silent child and for Luda a little bit, although it's quite, although that, we had quite a new lot of notes on that, didn't we? Because mm. of the partners that we were with. But when you, when you let it go and it goes on to the film festival, people start watching it, then it's not mine anymore. Mm. It's strange. It's like, it feel, it's like, it's mine until while well, we're watching it and you're, and it's, and it's, and it's safe. And then, and then it goes and you just have to let go of it, it belongs to everybody else then because everybody's got an opinion on it and everybody mm. wants that you know to get mm -hmm. to critique it and do all that sort of stuff so you then have to be like okay it's nothing to do with me anymore Weirdly, yeah i think me and rachel are just so lucky because i think we gel very well together you know i'm mm. just in awe of writers because i just i don't think my brain works like that so <laughs> you know i just feel so lucky i you think know, it would Ra rachel gives me like I don't know how you can stare at a blank screen and I'm just absolutely in awe of writers that they can do that. You know, I'm given like a, You're, I'm given an instruction manual, you mm. know, I'm given like a base, a foundation. And then I'm able to kind of, uh, you know, put my flair and my ideas into it, but I've got something to go off. But, yeah. but I think, yeah, Chris thinks in pictures and I like words. Mm. So it's all, it's like quite, it always works quite well, yeah. doesn't it? When we listen yeah. to a song. I'll just say, oh my god, that melody's amazing. She'll say, yeah, but there's no lyrics. Like, oh, okay. I'll be like, did you listen to the lyrics though? And be like, no, no, I didn't no, get no. that at all. Like, <laughs> I love the cello, yeah, or whatever. So, so it's quite obviously, obviously, the two of you work exceptionally well together, and you know we've seen you both act in A Glimpse, and uh, you've both worked together on The Silent Child. How did you both meet? How did that begin? Uh, we well, we worked together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we worked we worked together yeah, a long um, time ago now. Yeah, uh, in in Hollyoaks many many years ago, um, and then Chris was out in the states when I was in the states, and we were, we were yeah talk, you know met up talked about films, helped him with the self tape, all that all that sort of stuff, and then I took him the the, the script not long after that. Yeah, yeah. I think you told you said I've got an idea for 
this film and you mm. told me like the rough outline I was like oh my god that sounds amazing just write it mm. you know you have to write it and then she presented me with the first draft of the script was just blown away I was just I think that's if I'm not honest, that's not strict no it, what I was like, I think I think that was the moment where I feel like I didn't know I wanted to be a director really I, I loved film I loved filmmaking ever since I was about 13 and I had a camera in my hand but I didn't really know where what direction I wanted to go and then I read that script and like something it sounds really cheesy but honestly something like there's like a fire in my belly when I read that I could just visualize this this world that she created and the characters that Rach does but it was so technically imperfect wasn't it because like I didn't know a thing about formatting a script or anything like that like I'd read many scripts as an actor but I had no idea how to do all that business so it's quite although but it was was a difficult read (laughs) but it was all there and you know I just this you know reading that on on paper was just amazing I think I think that's where I would say I I knew I wanted to to direct I, I just wanted to tell that story not even like oh okay now I'm a director it was more mm. like it was just this it was just I wanted to do that I wanted yeah. to tell that story it was very yeah it's awesome and if you were both starting out now what is the one thing you'd both like to know that you now know having gone through the journey that you've gone on that you wish you'd known when you started out Good question. But I think what Rach said earlier is is really, is it? I think the fact that what you know, it was good that we didn't know a lot, if in a way, if, if that. Yeah. Makes so sense. you mean like you wouldn't you'd, you you would blissfully want to know. unaware. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's actually ignorance is bliss. Yeah, mm. so it's a, it's better not it to know the pitfalls. Yeah. I think. If, yeah. If I knew what I knew now, I think I don't know. We wouldn't. Maybe we wouldn't have made certain choices that actually uh turned out for the better i, d- I don't know it's hard I, to go I, back I think with. it's just it's just about following your instinct i think in this kind of game you're all you've got is your voice um and it's about stay i think just staying true to that and, and not forgetting that ever for a second that it's just about the work and so even when you something crazy might happen in your career that can catapult you or it can take you on a different trajectory which is great I think never lose sight of the fact that it's still always about the work mm, and you've mm-hmm. always got to be producing good stuff, whatever you are, a director, writer, actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I think if you can gen- yeah, genuinely care about the story that you're telling and if that's always, like Rachel says, the main focus, then that's all that matters, mm. you know? Um, yeah. Fair. Um, Rachel, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Um, I was talking to Ollie before about uh, James Herriot's novels and all creatures great and small. Um, yeah. Obviously, that is a remake of the original series that was made. What was it like to be a part of that? I, I read all the books as a child, and I thoroughly loved it, and just wanted to. They're know more. just beautiful, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are amazing. Um, thank you. Do you like the series? Um, I did enjoy the series. I enjoyed it more than the original. I have to say because I always felt the original that was, was the a bit. Right answer. Uh, th- th- thank you. Well, he's not going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a gun here, yeah, Charlie. Come on, now. <laughs> you can't see it in this yeah. camera. Um, but th- the original, I always felt, had a kind of a distance that the novels. That, that, so the novels had this very big personalization. Obviously, they were written by James Herriot. Yeah. And I didn't feel it had quite the same spirit. And then when I watched yours, I was like, oh, okay, there is a, there's a new... And I couldn't tell whether it was a kind of uh, a modern interpretation. Obviously, it wasn't modern, but... Um, or, or or just uh, a new spark, new actors. Um, but I wondered if, like, had you read all the books going into it? Or did you just go in with your own charm and ideas? I just wanted to hear more yeah, about so that's it. Yeah, really that's a really good question. Um so when I first got the audition, I'd only the the title was very familiar, but I didn't know. I, I certainly hadn't seen the BBC adaptation, mm. and I still haven't. 
and 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 I don't and I don't intend to now because um, I knew that Ben Vanstone, the right the lead writer, was was uh, adapting the series based on Alf White's books. Mm. Alf White is a pseudonym of uh, he writes under the pseudonym of James Harriet, mm. um, and uh, so I so I knew the books would be my reference point. So after the first after I initially did my tape or whatever, I, I read the books and very quickly fell in love with the world that Alf White created. Really and there's a sort of rich simplicity to the story. Sorry, that's our dog. Um, it's all right. Rosie. Oh, it's fun, isn't it? No, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Animals, eh? All creatures great. Talking about animals, eh? Yes, um, there's a, a rich simplicity to, to the stories and to the world that Alf White created and very quickly fell in love with it. And I think what's really lovely about our adaptation um is is Ben and Brian Percival's our lead director uh, manages to capture that so well, um, and the characters really feel multifaceted. And and obviously we are you were right we are telling it for a modern audience, and so there there are certainly for the female characters they're much more well rounded and things like that. Um, so there's so much pressure taken on a show that's already been once like super successful. Everybody loves it, um, but but really it was the sort of collective pressure. Because everybody in every department, direct and art design, Jackie Smith, absolutely spectacular. The makeup team, the, you know, everybody wanted to do these these lovely stories justice. So um, I did feel the pressure. It was a bit scary, but I felt it was shared. Hmm. Um, and in terms of my my interpretation, I was going off of the the, the crumbs that were left in the book. Hmm. There wasn't a lot written. Could you? Sorry, I'm just going to pick her up. <laughs> It's um, at this point we have to tell you we're sponsored yeah. by such a service. We're not sponsored. This. It's fine. No. Oh. Um, um, right. She should be all right now. Slow down. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. you could restart. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, yeah. carry on. It's okay. fine. <laughs> These go in the bloopers. It's fine. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm going to start from the my character bit. Um, so, so yeah, w- w- with my character. I read all the books, but what's really interesting about the books is obviously we see Helen through James's mm. eyes. So it's his it's his feelings towards her, how he feels about her, what he thinks when he meets her, rather than from her perspective. So I used those crumbs, and that was great. And then I got um I got so we were so lucky with the show because we spoke to Rosie and Jim White, which are Alf, Alf and Alf and Joan, the real James and Helen's mm. children, and um, who were able to sort of share those little anecdotes and things from family life, which you never get to see in the book. So I formed her based on. The bits in the books and and what his their children had said and sort of came up with something myself really that's so good because I, I did i did wonder if any of it was based off you know the real experiences obviously it's a real story and mm, if you'd been able mm. to speak to obviously you have relations and yeah hear bits that weren't in the books but are just as good that just didn't fit in and there's a museum isn't there? yeah and yeah there's a harriet museum in first in um in, in Yorkshire, uh, which is the, the village that, where the real Skeldale house used to be. It's, the, it's the, the original practice and it's just full. And so we were spoiled with research really, mm. because there is, there's so much information out there about these books. So many people have got stories and it, being in Yorkshire, you kind of feel surrounded by it. And everyone's got an Alf White story, which is really mm. interesting in Yorkshire. Everybody comes up to you and shares the, you know, oh, well, I'll tell you this, this one time when, um, and it was funny because when we were filming, everybody's dead excited, like the locals, we took over a little village called Grassington, which became our Darby, which is beautiful. And the locals are all so excited and wouldn't have been, wouldn't have actually been possible without the support of the community there. Just to mention, because 
you know, you know what it's like when, you, when a film crew pitches up somewhere, they really take over and it's this tiny place. And the community was so supportive and they were always like, oh, it's another series, brilliant. But it always comes with like a side order of don't mess it up. <laughs> but not that polite because we're in Yorkshire. I was about to say they're very blunt up there, certainly. <laughs> very lovely. But no, that, that's brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, just uh, we're aware you've got a time constraint, but one of the final questions we like to ask our guests whenever they come on. And so for both of you now is what is a film you are ashamed you haven't seen? Oh, oh, oh that's probably um, Yeah, God. Um, I don't know who this is worse for. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be worse for me, but I think I think it's okay. But I do always feel bad. In fact, I might have even probably said I'd seen it at some point because I felt so embarrassed. Um, the, the, God, the Godfather? All of them or just... I haven't seen any. Okay. Okay. And, and then up until a few weeks ago, I would have had the same answer. So, but m- mine's probably now like the Godfather three, because I've seen one and two. But, and, and I, yeah, I think I um, like that's something that people talk about a lot. And I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it is. I'm, I, that's basically my list of films to watch, all the ones that people go, oh my God, you haven't seen that. Yeah, but like some classics <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. followed yeah, by so polite we... nodding and not saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I loved it too. Mm-hmm. What did you yeah. say? You did? <laughs> 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 okay. oh. yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah Godfather. Have we had that before? Uh, no, we no, haven't had the Godfather have. before. We have yeah. Star Wars quite often. Star Wars. We had Dark Knight. I've never seen that either. Okay, really? Okay, stop there. Sorry, guys, you're breaking up. Ah, brilliant. Well. Fantastic answers. Thank you very much, both of you, Rachel and Chris. Thank you for coming on. And to all of our listeners, as always, thank you for staying with us. And we'll see you next time. Bye.